Now, the word with Father Tony Percy. It's the uh, fifth Sunday of the year, and some people, some of the commentators, the, the really good commentators, are saying that what we have here in this particular section in chapter one of Mark's gospel is a really a wonderful summary of the ministry of Christ, that is, his, uh, his preaching and then his healing, his exorcisms and his life of prayer. So you check it out yourself. I'm going to focus here just very briefly for you on the healing of St. Peter's mother-in-law and the relationship it has with the resurrection. This may come or may sound a little bit strange or odd as you first hear it, but I think as I just make a few points about this particular scene, you will agree. We, we all know that we have uh, five senses. Some people, of course, struggle and lose one of their senses, their ability to smell or taste. But we all have these five wonderful senses, and they are, are all symbolic in one way or another. For instance, uh, we know that smell is symbolic of curiosity. You know, what are you doing sniffing around here? And we know that taste is symbolic of desire. That's a very strong one in the Psalms, the taste and see that the Lord is good. And you can go through the other senses as you like and see how they are. They're symbolic. That is, the word symbol means to, it's a Greek word, beautiful word, meaning to throw together. Bolain means to throw and sim means to throw together. So we as human beings are, are thrown together with our invisible and visible reality. And the, the, the five senses are exactly that. They're, they're in and of themselves important, but they're also symbolic precisely because we are visible and invisible beings. Which one is the, the most important? Well, touch is the most essential, obviously. Uh, without it, we couldn't drive a car, we couldn't hold a fork, and we couldn't walk. And you go through the list. If we lose the sense of touch, we're in a lot of trouble. Uh, now, in addition, and most importantly, touch is symbolic of love. I mean, who greets their loved ones by standing at a distance, standing on the, the footpath and watching people go by? No, we, we embrace each other, we touch each other. And that's often much a clearer form of communication than saying anything, really, is the touch, the, the holding and the, the hugging. That's what we do with our loved ones. So touch is the most essential, but it's the most symbolic of love. Now, the Gospels are replete with Jesus touching and then healing people. So in our Gospel today, in Mark 1, we have Jesus approaches, grasps the hand of Peter's mother-in-law, and then raises her up, raises her up. Now, we should take note of this very intimate connection between touch and love, since the ultimate touch is by the Eternal Father. Now, commenting on this in her wonderful commentary on the Gospel of Mark, I would encourage you to, to get hold of this commentary. It's a commentary simply entitled The Gospel of Mark. It's by Mary Healy, a wonderful theologian, wonderful biblical scholar. She says this, this woman's recovery, that is Peter's mother-in-law, this woman's recovery from illness is a foreshadowing of the resurrection on the last day. Now remember the text said Jesus approached her, took her by the hand and raised her up. So when we come to the resurrection of Jesus, we are told explicitly by all of the gospel writers and particularly by St. Paul in his letters, we're told explicitly that the Father raises Jesus from the clutches of death and deterioration. The Father reaches into the tomb and raises him from the dead. He doesn't do it on his own power. Now, that word 
that word that's used to describe Christ's resurrection, that's the exact word that's used here by Mark in chapter 1. Jesus approaches, grasps her hand, and raises her up. That's that's an intimation of the resurrection. So Mark is directly linking the healing of this woman to the resurrection of Christ. So the question becomes, and we will finish with this, the question becomes, can we identify moments in our life when we've had healing, spiritual, of the soul, so we're spirit, soul, and body. So healings of the spirit, the soul, and the body. Can we identify these healings? And then furthermore, can we now see that they are in fact a foretaste of the resurrection of Christ? They're a sharing in the resurrection of Christ at the time. We have the healing, but also a foretaste of the resurrection. This is really a fabulous passage we have in Mark 1 for Sunday, 